Hi everyone, welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host today, and very happy to be here. I'm very just honored to have had this conversation with my friend Mackenzie. Um, Mackenzie and I both work in the field of mental health and wellness, of helping people get closer to kind of like their ever unfolding center, to the place of ah, and ah, and all right, like this sense of of ease and okayness and delight. And sometimes that looks like in, like intensive therapeutic intervention. And sometimes it looks like those very kind conversations like the ones we're having today. So Mackenzie and I could have gone a lot of places. We've talked before on, um, on, the, po- on the podcast that she does for her work through Onsite. But today our conversation is around motherhood. It is around choice and learning how to establish who we are in the throes of things that pull at us, (laughs) at demanding a right to our own life. So whether you are or are not a mother, may you listen to this conversation. May you understand that you are a mother to yourself and a mother to your life. You are cultivating all that is around you. And so For us, it literally might look like children, but for you, that might come in the form of work or friendships or time or a partner or a project you've been working on, right? Whatever is your version of that, I just just want to open up into the metaphorical how you can connect to this conversation and what it is like for you to become fully yourself. Cheers. Welcome, Mackenzie. I'm so happy that you're here today. Love it. If you would just kind of tell everybody who you are, maybe we'll get into what we're doing here. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Elise, for having me. I am really excited to be chatting with you. Um, I'm just excited to have an excuse to talk to you because I really enjoy you. So (laughs) that'll be great. Um, I am Mackenzie Vogt, and I am, I always say I'm a deep belly laugher. I'm an Enneagram 7. I am a wife and a mom. Um, And I currently, in my work life, serve as the editorial and community director at Onsite, which is an emotional wellness brand dedicated to changing the world through enhanced emotional health. So I'm from Nashville. Are you from Nashville? From, from? Yeah. Um, I'm originally from Michigan, um, but I have been in Nashville for about the last decade. So I'm starting to feel like a local. I don't feel like, oh, I saw I'm from like, oh, wait, what? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes, yes. I'm originally from the tundra of the yes, north. Yes, so, the yeah. unspoken tundra. Yeah, just beyond the wall. Um, okay. We had our first kind of conversation actually on your guys' podcast. And it was like yeah. the most delightful conversation of like, oh my gosh, wait. Oh, wait, we're doing something here. I for- it was like, we just totally, for- I totally forgot. It was just the most fun, fun time. Yeah. So I'm really glad that we get to do it. It was this. really fun. I loved it. Yay. There's a million directions we can go. Um, I've, yeah. I mean, there's like feathers tickling my ears when I think about what the experience was like, even at onsite, and what onsite is, and what it has done to normalize getting access to really high quality care, um, in a very inclusive mm-hmm. way. So you don't have to be, 
I just I think it really opens up the the word the word trauma and what it means and allowing all of us to find a way towards wellness in a way that feels hopefully mm-hmm. a little bit less stigmatized. So, yeah. um, our conversation today was going to be a little bit more around just like the personal side of of motherhood and how do we choose mm-hmm. work, life, time with our kids, passion, blah, all the things. All of it. <laughs> Where yes. do you want to jump in? Um, well, I think I I am fairly new to this mom game. I have a two year old, almost two year old, and I have a baby girl that is due Ooh. in January. Um, <laughs> so yes, I'm fairly new to the game. But I think when I talk, when I think about kind of what we were going to talk about today, about like why your kids need to see you fully alive. This idea has been stirring inside of me and been like implanted on me since way before I even thought of being a mom. Um, My husband and I got married in 2013. And shortly after, I saw a talk from Shauna Nyquist, which is one of my Mm -hmm. absolute favorite Mm -hmm. authors. Um, And she talked, it was called like What My Mother Taught Me. And it's no longer on the internet, but I have watched it enough times that it is in my soul. And one of the things that she talks about is the importance of your kids seeing you fully alive. And she uses her mother as an example of how she just spent her whole start of her life just serving her husband and serving their church and just kind of losing herself in motherhood. And she had this reckoning um, at a time when Shauna was a teenager and she just kind of tapped back into who am I as a human? Um, And it was this beautiful example for Shauna to see and it kind of started the trajectory of her own motherhood. And she just said like, it takes intention, but there was something so beautiful about seeing her mother do that hard work and how important and impactful it was for her and how her mom was someone who was going to come to her if she stopped writing or, you know, like lost herself in that. And she'd be the first person to say, get back to it right until, you know, your hands bleed because it's what you're made to do. And it's a part like being a mother is a part of who you are, but so is this other thing. Um, And so it's just something that I said at the very beginning, like, I want to do this. I want to be someone who pursues things that make me come alive because it's a gift to my kids to see me as a whole human. Um, And it's a lot easier said than done. And then I became a mom and I was like, (laughs) oh, that's really hard. (laughs) Yeah. It's so, I'm I'm so, I'm surprised at how emotional it actually, I am listening to to you share because it's, um, yeah. It's so hard. So very hard. And I don't think COVID has done us any favors. (laughs) My world has felt really small. Um, I had a child in the middle of a pandemic. And my world feels really small. And I have lost a lot of what, like, you know, I went through a season of losing who I am. And this luster. And yeah. yeah, So. I want to think about that loss for a second. Um, My kids now are nine, eight, and six. Mm-hmm. In the, in my first foray into motherhood, uh, the loss yeah. was excruciating. My transition mm-hmm. in from going from zero to one was the most breaking. Every child subsequently got easier and easier. And I was like, we could have a hundred children now. Bring me all the babies. I cannot believe we only have three. Like that was how, that's how I feel. At the start, it was like, 
I, d- I was like, it was just like silently drowning, but I wasn't, I, it was just so gnarly. And yeah. almost a decade later, that loss, and it was a true loss. And this is maybe where I want to like, like hold mm-hmm. that word is it feels, yeah. it feels now like the life, death, life cycle. Yeah. Pre motherhood, like me and my form as Elise. A true mm-hmm. lost death. I mean, a true death of that, of who I was. And there is a dying to self. There's never, I've never done anything more sacrificial in my yeah. life. And Not then a rebirth of my form as mom. And then another death to mm-hmm. self. It feels like, like the loss is rebirth. Mm-hmm. And the becoming of my next layer. It feels like I'm just kind of shedding that next layer, shedding that next layer towards who is my fully embodied self mm-hmm. as I continue yeah. to let that former version of myself go. Mm-hmm. It's heavy, right? Because <laughs> it feels it like feels death. It, do- <laughs> it does. It feels like death. And I think I was thinking rebirth before you mm-hmm. even said that because I don't want to go back to to that girl who I was before. I carry so much more as being Lucy's mom. Lucy. But it's not all I am. Lucy. Lucy Momo. Lucy Monroe. Um, but yeah, it. I have had to fight and claw for her in ways yeah. I've never had to. Oh, before. it's primal. Um, it's mm-hmm. in it and fight for her as in Lucy, and also yes. fight for me as in yes. Mackenzie. Like I've, I've fought to, to rediscover yes. who is this person now, like you, I love that word, fully embodied, carrying everything I carry because she's different. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, the parts of me benefit me and whatever I'm pursuing outside of motherhood and in motherhood, but it just uh-huh. is, yeah, I think there was a season where I kind of like felt the most yeah. lost in it. And I just thought I need someone to not <sighs> need me. Like my body. <laughs> has been sustaining another human for almost two full years. And that feels almost impossible not to lose yourself in it a little bit, right? Yes. Yes. I think it actually, no, I think that it is. And and I think that maybe that's part of like, um, I've just kind of been toying with this concept recently about like kind of how we can like blame or identify that the process is the problem when the process is actually here Mm. to heal us. And so I'm kind of watching that appear a little bit here as well, where it's like, we can be like, Oh, like that, yeah. I don't want to lose myself. And it's like, Oh, maybe I, what would happen if I lost that part of myself or that version of myself, who's yeah. on the other side of this loss? What do I need to lose? What's the invitation to lose? Yeah. So that way I'm not just Lucy's mom, but I'm also this new baby's mom as well. Like there's like, there is loss. There's great, great yeah. loss. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's just, that's the way through and as long as there is that bold reclamation on the other side of fuller fullness. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's not stopping in the middle yeah, of that work. And being like, oh, I live here now. Because it's, <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is my life now. <laughs> because, like, there's a lot of things screaming at you to just stay here. And it's a quiet yes, whisper, I good. think, to, to reclaim yes. and refine yes. that. Because life's screaming at you. You've got a screaming toddler. You've got meals that need to get made and work that needs to get done. And there's so many things pulling. That, and then the quiet whisper of like, but like, who are you and who are you becoming and what's yep. happening? 
is hard and heavy work and it's a lot safer and a lot easier to sit in like hey this is just what it is like the mundane of that you know every day yeah um I think one of the things that I like was one of our family rules before we had kids was there's room enough in our home for two callings oh gosh yeah say that again (laughs) (laughs) That there's room enough in our home for two callings. And it calls you to this like both mm. and, but it's a lot easier to mm. say that than to live that out. And, and, it, and it looks differently than I ever thought it would. And it looks differently in different seasons, but I have seen it. And like, as I've kind of reclaimed some of this is like, okay, you know, so not even getting lost in, in my partner, right. getting lost in being a mother, like there's room, there's room for me. And sometimes I have to claw and ask yeah. for it, but I can yeah. make it. You know, and I can be someone who makes that room for for Mm -hmm. him as well. You know, so that's been Mm -hmm. a a part of this Mm -hmm. journey too. Is so. I'm obsessed with that because it's um, (laughs) if that could just be the foundation, right? If that could just be um the most obvious thing we could know. There's room enough in our house for two callings. That should feel that feels like it should be fundamental, right? Of course, because there's two people. There's two people, there's two parents, there's two, there's all of that, right? And so then, and I get to determine how that looks in every stage of my life. I have a right to how much space they both, they take in these Mm -hmm. different seasons. But what, without a doubt, without a doubt. And sometimes, and, and, and like, I'm kind of curious, like, and maybe we can keep going with this part is. Yeah. The calling let's what does the calling mean to you what is that what is that for people that are like huh am i called yeah exactly are you called what am i doing um i think it's looked very different in different seasons um and but i think we can like i said it's hard and scary work to figure out like what am i called Mm. to do and i a couple of years ago kind of shed off because i think we as i mean i'm a millennial i'm like geriatric millennial ish but like we were given like go change the world mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I felt this heavy calling or heavy like weight on myself to have a, a calling. Um, but for me, it's just been like, what am I called to in this season? What am I, what do I care the most about? What do I want to be pursuing? And what makes my heart come alive? And it in different seasons has been like, I went through a season where I wrote mm. every day. It was just a huge thing for me to like write and get my words out onto the paper. And I don't have capacity to for do sure. that right now, but that's okay. And right now I feel called to part of my calling is like being a mom, but part of my calling is doing work that I love as a, you know, a director of editorial and emotional, you know, like getting to do work that I love, spreading a message that I love, normalizing mental health, creating space for people to have these conversations about the things that matter to them. That's what I feel called to in this season. When I was knee deep in breastfeeding, I wasn't doing that. No. You know, I just, I think it's an ebb and flow. That is enough. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like that's enough yes. today. But yeah, I think calling gets this really weighty word mm-hmm. on it. And it, and it sometimes it's like, what is it in this mm-hmm. season? I've really embraced the seasonality yep. of our lives. And another, I, I like buzzwords and I like, you know, like little phrases. So another one that I love is like being content while contending because I really feel called to do a lot of really big things, but my life right now doesn't look that way. So how do I be content where I'm at while contending for the more that I know I'm, that I want to 
you know, I want to start a business yeah. and my husband and I want to like have an Airbnb <laughs> empire. Like, you've got I love it. I'm coming. <laughs> but like yeah. Yeah. today, right here, right yeah. now, while being content while contending yes, looks different. Yes, yes. It looks like we have an Airbnb in our guest suite yeah. and yeah. I still show up and, you know, like so, 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 so know. true. That's, I love that like kind of the living into the dream aspect of it too, you know, cause it's, um, I, I need things on the line in my future. And it's kind of, I feel like that's kind of how I pull yeah. myself forward sometimes just knowing that, okay, what's out there. Yeah. Um, when I'm not able to access the big thing. Um, yeah. And it can be a really un- unhealthy coping mechanism for me to like live in the future. I'm really future oriented. Um, and so sometimes when I'm not in the present or, or like not content and happy in my present, I just look to this future that will be better. And so mm-hmm. I think that's been helpful for me to be like, two things can happen at the yeah. same time. I can be present where I'm at while also mm-hmm. contending for mm-hmm. this like, Thing that's going to help pull me and propel me yep. forward. I think it's, it's helpful to know what, how we're oriented, whether that's to, um, yeah. like, to the past, to now, to the future, because the mm-hmm. medicine is different for each of us. Um, you that's know, so good. And, and I, that, I think that, that, that's like, okay, what's the investigation? What is, what, where do I ruminate or get a little bit stuck? Where do I find myself daydreaming? Is it, am I ruminating about the past? Are I obsessing about what's mm-hmm. now or am I so focused on the future? Right. And so wherever, what if there's a camp that we find ourselves in and what would be the call to life? So that way we could um, yeah. know, Oh, maybe I, maybe it would serve me to spend some time in rumination. Maybe it would serve me to actually think about, wow, there is a next, this is not forever. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. It's, for a long time, I didn't think I would, I would even be a mom. I had, I think I thought I would, um, just kind of take care of other people's children. And so it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's been the, what, the most, the most, <laughs> it's just been the most, yeah. um, I used to say I've never been more happy or like more running in my lane and more mm-hmm. tired and mm-hmm. exhausted and unsure. Yeah. Like that's just, that's being a mom. Yeah. And while I love it, it's, it's the most. That's a really good yeah. description. It's the, the most. most. It's, I was thinking the other day, I was like looking at my daughter and I was like, I don't think I've ever felt so loved. Like that's, it's, mm-hmm. as they get older, right, their relationship is there. And I'm like, well, she, I look, she looks at me sometimes and I'm like, oh, I, I just have never felt like, um, I can feel how much she loves me and it is it all it's like it breaks my heart mm. open and not like heartbreak but like oh wow that this is a searing type of love it's really yeah. really overwhelming to be on the other end of that sometimes like wow mm-hmm. that type of connection and that's a different type of fuel different type of propelling of like how mm-hmm. am i what am i showing you right and what i do mm-hmm. and who i am the um mm-hmm. back to shauna's story is she did, might not have known mm-hmm. all the inner workings that were going on with her mom. She might not have known right. the struggle or the conversations that, that she was having with her husband. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing that no more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, we, 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 and I... Out. Um, and yeah. yet she saw the transformation. It's like, the, it's, it mm-hmm. is so much about how are we, how are we showing... Like when we go out on date night, my daughter never liked like that. She was like, please stay here. I said, you know, honey, I want yeah. to go out with Dada, you know? And like, how do we yeah. show 
I'm, I'm going. I'm coming back. I'm taking that pottery class because I want to. Like, what are the things that, like, yeah. what does it look like to show it? I I love what you were saying. And one of the I, – I remember hearing someone say this once, that they don't apologize. Like, it was someone who loves what they do from a work mm. perspective. And if, you know, if that's, like, part it of your calling – um, she doesn't apologize for going mm-hmm. to work. She doesn't say, I'm so sorry, I'm leaving you. Because like, her daughter doesn't want her to go to work. She doesn't right. say, I'm sorry, mommy has to go to work. She says, hey, I'm going to work. Um, yep. And just like, it's a statement. Like, it's a, I'm going to work. And I've started to do that yeah. this week. I've, you know, we, I usually work a lot from home. And so I um, am here when my daughter gets home. My husband goes, and, you know what I mean? Or I go and pick her up. And I haven't been able to a lot in the last couple of weeks. And so there's been some like attachment. Yeah, yeah, she's really true. missing me. And in the morning, she's like, mama work, mama drive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, mommy's walk- mommy's driving out to work today. And it's not like, I'm so right, sorry. Right. I- I'm trying really hard to change my language. Because I love what you're saying of like, no, I want to yes. go out with dad. Yes. Uh, I want to go to this pottery class because it is fulfilling oh, yeah. me. And I think I especially feel the weight of being a mom of uh-huh, a daughter. Uh-huh, uh-huh. To yes, model yes, that yes. for her. Yep. To model her that your desires and your wants, they're there's yep. space for them. There's room and they're important yep. and they yep. matter. It, yeah. The first time I saw my daughter, she was playing with a friend with toys, like little figures. And she was like, okay, I'm gonna, she mm-hmm. said she was going to be the mom. And then she had the mom go to work. And my heart clenched mm-hmm. at first. I was like, ah. And I was like, wait, Elise, no, no, look. Look at what she's doing. She's healthily integrating the idea that she knows yep. that mom goes to work. And it wasn't sad or scary or anything. It was just a part of the no. play. But I had like a little bit of a reckoning. I'm like, okay, let's think about this. And it, when we talk about my work in our home, mm-hmm. it, I told her, I said, I hope you find something that you love as much as I do, because I have to really mm-hmm. love it if I'm leaving you. Right? Like, yes, yes. I, I'm not. And that that there's been some jobs I've left because of that, where I'm like. Oh, it's just not worth it in this season. This is where I want to be. Mm-mm. But yeah. to leave, yeah, it's it's because I and I hope that they all find something that they love that much. What a gift! Not everybody gets to love mm-hmm. what they do. That's a total privilege. No, it is a total privilege, and it is a responsibility That's I don't right. take lightly. Right. And I I really love that that. I, being a mom has made me get really choosy with what mm-hmm. I put on my calendar. There, that and so that right there, that's a rebirth moment to me. Where, um, mm-hmm. because so in motherhood, the time things right they do they get cut up in ways that it's like oh I have less there okay okay yeah, yeah just, less just less time. of it and so the invitation to actually be selective it's like wow I could have been practicing that type of selection process earlier that would be called boundaries. <laughs> Yes. Well, and I always feel like, why was I willing to set, not set boundaries for myself, but willing Mm -hmm. to set boundaries for her? So that's the, that's the part where it's like, oh, that's uh the rebirth. Uh Yeah. And then it kind of sets where I'm like, you know what? I would like my daughter to, that's going to be her, you know, her floor, Mm -hmm. my ceiling. Right. It's like, yeah. Yeah. I had to figure that out that like, right. The ship this way to be like, you know what? I can Mm -hmm. say, oh, no, thanks. Not tonight. Because I'm planning yep. a very long bath <laughs> for myself. <Yes. laughs> I'm going to stare at the flowers in my backyard. I just don't want it. I have no other plans and I just yeah. don't want to. But that's, that's really hard. 
and I didn't do it well. And I still don't sometimes do it well. But when I know, hey, I have to leave you mm. to do this. And I already feel like I have limited time with you because it's a decision yes. I've made. I have made to, you know, send her to school every yeah. day. That's a decision that I've made and what works yes. in our home and something we've decided. But I still, it's still yeah. hard. It can be hard and the right thing. Um, mm-hmm. So It can be hard and yeah, the right thing. I think that's really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But That's a good word for motherhood in general right there. I think especially as people, as they get older, like, um, I have, I think I get a lot of like fair weathered questions in regards to that it being hard. And it's like, I think sometimes we pair that, oh, this doesn't feel good. It must not be good. And it's like, whoa, Mm. um, a lot of things won't feel good and they are for the long term. You know, the, the consistency, even the boundaries with our children, the ongoing sense of establishment of order. This is how it goes at our home. It's like, right, that is hard. (laughs) My daughter's learning how to sleep in her own bed right now. And last night she was awake from, and she came out and got me and I walked her back to her bed for two hours. How many times? My husband and I took turns off and on Mm -hmm. so many times. But I was like, hey, I know in the, like this is is hard hard. in this moment, but in the long run, this is what the best thing for you to be able to sleep in your own bed and learn this and have the boundary that like, until you see the green light, you right. can't, we're going to keep walking right. you back. Oh, you know? my gosh. I remember that little light. And it's, oh, my gosh. Yeah, we yeah. have a little light. And then she comes yep. screaming at me, green light, green light. You're like, like great. You did it. Yeah. Celebrate it. You did yeah. it. Oh. Let's celebrate. Um, but it can be hard and be the right thing. And I also think something that we, that I have really had to reckon with in the last few years, like with growing responsibilities, I'm not 22 mm-hmm. anymore with my life mm-hmm. wide open, is to say just because in a different season I could commit more time to this, and it is hard to find the time or it is hard to do this thing, it doesn't mean I should just not do yep. it at all. Yeah, that's um, good. I almost like the idea of like it's not all or nothing, it's all or sure, something. Sure. So in this season, I've got 20 minutes to devote this, and maybe I yeah. used to have four right, right. days. Right, right. But I'm doing something. Yeah instead of nothing and I think that that shows my daughter too like she she sees when I squeeze in a workout she sees when I take the time and like do some breathing like you know it just is yes what are the small things that I want her to to know and internalize Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. talk about to remember oh this is where she sat in the morning this is what it was like you know the smell of yeah yeah I was thinking it's like what are they gonna remember oh my gosh that was the you know coffee and <laughs> what does it generate for them you know yeah um yeah the I I think it would be helpful for people when they're thinking about like oh well what am I people always ask like what do I do what am I supposed to do how do I find out if yeah. I have a calling or how do I find out like what yeah you know um and I keep thinking about it's like when you touch like a live wire there's like electric electricity around that sense yeah. of like whoa um and if we can just find anything, anything that's like, ah, you know, like, wow, that. And there are times for me where that has, that has just been reading. I mean, I'm, I, I, oh, I just want to read all of these books, this whole series. I just need to read all these books. Yes. And that has, I mean, there's some, there's sometimes it's that. It's not, it's not a life changing moment. It's a life giving moment. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that's, that's fabulous. Or I got really into my garden and I'm just like, just. I was think I was trying to think of examples earlier. Like, what are things that like it could be? It sounds like yes. gardening. There are oh, people who are really into yes. gardening, and that's the thing that makes them come alive. Oh, I, I not for me. Love it. 
someone so else. So I can't. I. It's just been like I don't know. I, it's the. It's the. I feel like I'm my grandmother. I'm like I'm. I grow. I, I grew that. all all these things from seeds this year, and usually I plant those plant plants, and I'm like. I'm going to go, I'm going into yeah. the seeds and I'm like, so the soil has to be right. And then, okay, what nutrients is in the soil in order for the seed and what season are we in order for the seeds to be here? And then I'm like, then I did a ton of wildflowers where they're a wildflower mix. So I'm like, Ooh, mm. what's going to come up? I can't wait to see. And it just, the anticipation that, yeah. that simple thing was so life giving. <laughs> just wait to see what was gonna happen i loved i loved it so it could be i mean it doesn't have to be um i'm gonna run a marathon and it could be yeah and it could be it doesn't have to be i'm gonna start a nonprofit, or it could be or it could be yeah yeah and it you know i could just be like hey i'm gonna take an hour on saturday morning and go to a coffee shop Mm -hmm and be by myself. I'm one of the self-care things I'm doing this weekend is I'm going to the movies alone. It's my favorite thing. And I, you know, talk to, going to do it. And it's not, it's, but it's a life-giving thing and it, it contributes to a, a, to everything else. Well, it's, it's, yeah. Yes. In motherhood specifically, I have had to find, um, the best version of myself is definitely having my hands involved in work. It is exceptionally yeah. invigorating for me. It is a, I am the better mom when I, and then whatever, however I have to fill in yeah. the blank. I am a better mom when I, um, yep. so like, um, uh, my, my husband's a fire person, fire, <laughs> firefighter person, man. Um, and firefighter person, <laughs> yeah. man. I always say fire people and he's like, at least that's not what we're called. I'm like, I know, but I'm using inclusive language. And he's like, at least you're being ridiculous. Yes, inclusive language, yeah, fire people. Like, because yeah, there are women yeah. that are he's here like, firefighters. They're called firefighters. I'm like, I know, but I think fire people sound so much better. So it really so does. I mean, you're fire people. So I got a babysitter this summer every Thursday night, regardless of if he's home. So if he's home, great, it's date yeah. night. And if it's not, I'm gonna go have dinner by myself. I'm gonna go sit at the beach and look at the waves. Like and I would have in the past not given myself what felt like a luxury of having a babysitter just for me. And so Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the summer, I'm like, I know that if I have something that I can depend on, there is some structure built into (sighs) cool. It's either fun and it's date night or it's like, it's just, I just get to do something on my own. How lovely that is too. So just building in the thing small, but wow, how much, what a huge difference it makes. And it's not selfish, it's selfless. Like, that's a mm-hmm. gift to your kids because you come home and you're, like, refreshed and refilled Yep. and pursuing something that makes you the best yep. version of yourself, which is then going to make you the best mom. Totally. Or just even to... And it feels counterintuitive. It, oh, it does. Because I don't... I think it we... Does. And I was... I think I was raised in, in an environment, and I think, I mean, I'm the product of some evangelicalism that tells me, like, my role is to be selfless and to serve and... So it does, it feels selfish to, to mm. even say that out loud, but it's, it's a gift to everyone, every important relationship in my life when I take care of myself. My, was like, I had like it's, yucky face when I was thinking about that message. Like it's yes. um, the harm that, that's just my opinion, the harm that's been done mm-hmm. when yeah. it's not everyone's calling. Like I have a girlfriend who that is her calling and she's known it her yeah, whole life, totally. but I'm like, it, yeah. I, it was so hard for me in college. I was like, 
Oh no, you're made for more than this. Like, oh, this is breaking my brain open when I think about the fact that you think this is what, what it is for you. And then it took, because I wasn't there. I couldn't understand that calling to be a stay-at-home yeah. mom as calling. I just didn't get it. I was not, I had yeah. no eyes to see that until <laughs> I think literally, I think I became a mom and I was like, damn, that girl chose something way harder like that. I don't know that there's a harder job in the entire universe than being a stay-at-home mom. I really don't. No. I just, I just no. have never, I've never, I, I, I learned so much from watching instead what she was choosing. And mm-hmm. I was, I mean, it, it was like, I had, I circled back and was like, I didn't get it. And mm-hmm. I just really honor what you knew. And yeah. her mom was, you know, so she, she could see it before I could. So as lo- to me, I'm like, is no one's de- no one gets to be diminished. So if the calling is stay-at-home mm-hmm. parent, mom, dad, yep. whatever. If the calling is, um, I want to just, I really would like to work at Lowe's. I love Lowe's, you know, or whatever. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, it doesn't matter, you know, like. Whatever, whatever. it is, just yeah. To not be diminished or forced into a form that isn't the authentic form. Yeah, I love that. And I want to be really explicit that I all like I want to share with you is like that's been a struggle of mine before I became a mom after I became a mom it is an area that I have to like stop up my judgment because if I want to have the autonomy and the equality to do and choose whatever I want as a woman I have to also offer that to other doubt um and and I have really good friends who are really incredible stay-at-home moms who also do this practice of like figuring out things that make them come alive really oh, well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I think it's an important message for all oh. of us. And I've been talking a lot about like work being a big part of my calling, but that's in this season mm-hmm. and that could change. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that we, yeah, we do a really big disservice to our kids when we make our lives about them too. And that, that feels like even scandalous to say, because that's a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. It's a lot mm-hmm. of pressure. I agree. And what happens when they want to separate mm-hmm. when it's, uh, mm-hmm. developmentally appropriate for them to separate mm-hmm. and I don't know who I am mm-hmm. and so it's just hard and heavy work and I think it's a balance and it's messy and there's no right way to do it but I think practically it just starts with saying like what do I like to do who am I what is that rebirth how to return back caring who I was before who I am now who I want to be in the future and then how do I take into account the season that I'm in how do I yeah. say this is what I can do yeah. today, this is what I can do tomorrow. Yeah, and then ask for help. I love that you ask for yeah. help. Oh yeah, to say, hey, I, I need yeah. help, and help yeah. me do this. Well, so. and that's like, and yeah. then like, let's. I want to also recognize like what's couched in privilege for us. Like we, but Thank obviously you. have yeah. the opportunity to like choose work, choose how much, choose a certain profession. Yep. There's a level of education. There's a level of access. There's a level of mm-hmm. this yeah. conversation is something that we get, and there are and that has changed in our family as well there's been seasons where it's like i've had to work way more than i would have chosen and that was yeah and that was what that was that was and that you know it's interesting now i can see it as like i felt like i was actually serving my husband more than i ever had like i was supporting his career change and there was, I mean, that was that, that that was that was a very different type of sacrifice. I hadn't really sacrificed for him before. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't, yeah. I don't want to, you know, it was just like fun. We just, we've had a really, we've a really lovely, light, fun marriage. Like, a, 
And yeah. I'm like, shit, man, I'm so, I am sacrificing for you right now. I'm tired of burnout. My husband went to grad school. And, and there was a season when he went to grad school where I was like, I'm so fucking tired. And you're the one that's working 80 so hours a week. I'm but also, tired. I'm over here just making our yes, lives run. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. And when I think about the privilege piece, I also think like, I want everyone to have this. And how do we create systems where everyone can? Yep. Um, yeah. but also recognizing like it's a huge privilege of mine. There was, and we all deserve to know who we are. And what yeah, were you gonna say? There, well, there's a therapist I used to see who I adore, and she, um, she was always like Elise, like you have such urgency. She's like you have mm. three young kids. Like what is is is? She's like it's almost like there's like a dog nipping at your heels. The way you're approaching how these things you think you have to get done now, and and I'm kind of looking at her like, yeah. And she's like, at least I want you to know. I do feel yeah, like, yeah. like I, that's how I, that's exactly how it feels. And she said, um, I was a stay at home mom until my kids were in high school. Then I, when my kids were in high school, I went and got my bachelor's degree, then my master's degree. And then I did all my hours. And then mm. I had a 20 year career, um, in social work. And now I'm semi retired and I'm seeing you. And I'm like, Okay, so let me get this straight. You've had a full life. <laughs> yeah. It, I just, the opportunity to be in a relationship with someone at a very different time of life to know that, oh, uh, there's time. So much permission in that. Have mercy. I feel like I'm behind 100% oh, of the time. Well, and this, I get super mm-hmm. tripped up, and my husband is very quick to ask me, Elise, how do you know, like, what is enough? How do you know when you've done enough or what is enough? And I'm like, right, I really don't have a strong concept or grip on enough. Um, I live more in, in the idea of more <laughs> rather than enough. Yep. If enough is good, then more is better. Well, and even if I were to define enough when I got enough, I would be like, oh, we need more here. We, mm-hmm. I would just I would just expand Yeah, I would it. take, oh, that was the enough chapter, and I'll put that on the shelf, and now there's the more <laughs> or the next <laughs> going to the next thing oh i i need to just print that over mm-hmm. me of like there's still time there's, time. there's more time and and exhale yeah, there's more time like yeah today you have three young kids today yeah. you know like yeah. i have a toddler and a soon-to-be newborn yes. like i just feel yeah. it's just that messy middle it's this balancing of there is more time mm-hmm. and I'm still a human mm-hmm. and also these tiny mm-hmm. humans depend they on do. me for everything. They do. And so I hope that's what people hear today. It's like, if that's where you're at, that's where you're at. But yeah. it also, yeah, just honor where you're at yeah. because I feel yeah. that way. It's hard to look up. Yeah. That's part, there's, I think the um, gift of retrospect, I mean, there's, we're, we're making these family albums right now and I was looking through pictures and there's a couple mm. pictures I saw that like my heart kind of gripped. I was like, Oh, that was a really hard season. And I kind of just thought it would be forever. I thought this would wait the way it would just kind of be. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that there was another form of motherhood or that they would, you know, be able to, you know, not be in diapers and cribs and breastfeeding yeah. and doing, you know, I'm like, right, there's, there was another form. I just didn't know it. There's no way I could have known it except living through it. And, mm-hmm. but I, I had to take like a little moment of like, to honor that that was like it was as hard as it felt 
Yeah. Um, sometimes I doubt my experience and think, oh, I'm making this harder than it is. Mm-hmm. Or, and I look back about this picture and I'm like, oh, Elise, um, you were as lonely as you felt. It was yeah. as hard as it seemed. And it felt mm-hmm. eternal. <laughs> yeah. It just was so hard. And it was like, okay. And I'm here now and I can say that now, but it was like, wow, that was really rough. That's not everyone's experience, but that was for sure my story. I was like, damn, that was that was rough. And it's important to hear that. Like, as someone who's in the trenches, it's so good for me to hear it doesn't last forever. Because I am, I'm lonely, I'm confused, I'm feeling that dog yipping at my ankles yeah, to tell me it. everyone else is uh-huh. doing it, everyone else is thriving. Uh-huh. And that's not true. That's a lie, but that's the narrative in yep. my head. No, like you're the one making it harder yeah. or it's not as hard for everyone yeah. else. Um, oh, yeah. Your heart is your mm-hmm. heart. And I I picked really, I like to say like, uh, I this is the heart I chose and everyone chooses some mm-hmm. kind of heart. And, and this is the heart that I choose and someone else can choose a different heart. It's just, you know, I'm choosing the heart of being far away from family and doing the daycare life. Yeah. And some people choose the heart of being a stay-at-home yeah. mom and supporting their husband who works a lot of hours like it's just what kind of heart are you choosing and it's yeah thank you for reckoning of saying like it's hard and it's okay (laughs) like we have to say it to each other because and we just sit alone and think we're the only one who has oh no yeah that's um thank you it is it is it is it is it is Mm. so anything else any other thoughts whether for yourself, something you want to say out loud or for people listening, what you want them to know. Um, I think I am learning the value of just embracing where I'm at. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that is, is involving my children mm-hmm. and it taking twice as long, <laughs> but being twice as beautiful, <laughs> you know, and it, it, because a lot of my really beautiful memories from my childhood is watching, seeing my mom pursue something that she really loved, but also having to be a part of it. Like my, my parents started a, a flower shop in my like teenage years. And it was this dream that my mom had had for years. She was a stay at home mom for a long time. And then, you know, like just did the necessary work of like working outside the home to make sure that we could pay our bills and and then she started to pursue this thing that she had always oh, wanted to do. Obsessed. And we got it. Like we were involved. I was there every yeah. day yeah. after school. Yeah. I came yeah. and like worked in the back room or answered calls or watered the, uh, the greenhouse and made deliveries. And I was brought into it. And so mm. I think we were, I like, I get caught up in wanting to make my daughter's life. So like, uh perfect and ease free and what if I just involved mm-hmm. her in it like hey I know it's not super mm-hmm. fun but you're with mommy on this yeah. and then we'll do something yeah, fun yeah. you know um but 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 involving her and it being twice as beautiful oh, yeah. and twice as long yeah, you know it's so. togetherness you know like I'm like oh like, yeah. I mean we're yeah. yes we're going to go grocery shopping <laughs> and yep it's yeah. togetherness it's togetherness and togetherness yeah. and it's life and she gets to see me doing all aspects of life so i love that your mom had a flower shop does she still have it uh she doesn't anymore she's like retired but it was a really beautiful season of our i love that those are the things where i'm like yeah like and again you're a teenager 
she wasn't trying to do it all when you were one. She was like, oh, I mean, that just no. like, wow, there's, and I love thinking that there's, there's another iteration in the future. There's another, there's another, another rebirth of you. I might have my own flower shop one day with Lindsay. <laughs> I love that. I really love that for I you. I do too. <laughs> People can come in <laughs> we'll and we'll get a little bit flowers. of wellness and flowers. We'll talk about their life. What flower are you today? <laughs> Pick a flower for your childhood. Pick a flower for your teenage years. We'll just go through the whole thing. You're, you're building life bouquets. This is my life bouquet. This flower represents this, this trauma. This does this. Yeah. yeah, in lieu of a timeline. So just create good. flower yeah. timeline. It's all there. See, that's the thing. Oh, it's yeah. all there. It's it. all being built. All there. Thank you, Elise, for having me. This has been so good, and I'm so grateful. And y'all are doing better than you think mm. you are. That's what I need to hear yeah. today, and I'm just going to tell yes. you Yes, and I'll reflect that you are doing better than you think you are. Mm-hmm. Thanks. KU, so lovely All chatting right. with you. Let's make it again soon. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and for just kind of being in the conversation with me and Mackenzie today. What a joy. And also like, whoa, my heart so many times during that conversation. I'm still emotional as I'm thinking about it. Like just the chance to remember, uh, to revisit some of the things that felt like, wow, that was, that was that, that hard or that big or that, that I felt that lost. And um, at the same time, wanting to do the good and beautiful thing, wanting to like show my children, oh, you can, you can love your family and, and, and whatever that means, and get a babysitter on Thursday nights and, um, stick your hands in the soil and make things come alive and, you know, and whatever. So whatever your whatever is, I hope that you are finding, I hope that you are considering what does it mean for me to have something that is mine? Who am I in this season of life? What versions and iterations of me have um, have been cast off, and necessarily so, so that I can be me now? And what versions of me are still yet to come? What is, like the nesting dolls, you know, those um, matryoshkas? Like, what's the next layer? What's the next layer? What's the next layer as we come home to ourselves? So, would love to know your thoughts. Would love to hear from you. Would love to know what you think. Feel free, as always, if you're interested in having a conversation like this or just have a reflection about this conversation, you can email me at any time, elise at elisesnipes.com. How exceptionally uh, repetitive is that? Okay, have the best of week. See you soon.